We are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right. It's Andy, producer BTW, and Danny Goots. What's up, guys? How's it going, guys? We have a very special episode. Um, uh, a guest we've had before. It's Lynn Albrecht, the mother of Ross. Uh, from Silk Road, who is incarcerated right now in prison yes. and has been since mm-hmm. his sentencing a long time ago. Yeah. Um, if you've listened to our show before, you will know that we had, you know, we had talked to Lynn during a time when she was appealing what we're going to get into with her, where the Supreme Court had a yes. denial. Yes, and if you it. haven't heard that episode, go back, take a listen to the first episode, because we're basically almost connecting as if we never left each other. Yeah, it, and this is why I reached out to Lynn again because you know, we were big supporters of Ross and I wanted to catch up with her because so much has happened and we're, I'm not going to get into all of it here. We're going to throw to the interview and if you don't know who Lynn is, she's the mother of Ross Albrecht who I mentioned. If you don't know what Silk Road is, uh, like Daniel said, check out the episode. Also, Google Silk Road or Ross Albrecht. You'll see there's a whole history on him. Yeah. If um, you're if you're new to crypto and you don't know the word Silk Road, if you don't know who Ross is, you need to go and check that out because there's this does affect crypto and and the idea of what is uh, crypto is trying to do yes. in a big way. Yes. So I uh, I'm gonna throw right to the interview. Enjoy our kind of our part two of our um our series with Lynn and 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 following the course of the actions we're seeing through the government yeah, with and, trying to get them out. And let us know what you're feeling on our Twitter, Instagram, email us. Ask questions uh, and uh, enjoy the show. The two questions before them were, uh, first there was a Fourth Amendment question that does the government have the right to delve into all of our internet browsing habits and history, all of the information that can be gleaned from what we do on the internet without a warrant, in secret, with no oversight, with no never saying they did, and use it against us however they wish. Um, this, it, you know, Ross's lawyers and, and made the point, this is a Fourth Amendment violation. They should have to get a warrant. And, you know, look, it's not that hard for them to get a warrant. I, I, I'm sure they almost always get their warrant, but then it's on the record and it, and it has some um, oversight. And um, because when you think about it, the, the information that can be discovered by our Internet habits is vast. There's, um, you know, our medical records, financial information, our religious affiliation, our sexual orientation, um, our political interests and, um, you know, affiliations, our apps. I mean, it goes on and on. And, you know, people might say some people might say, well, I have nothing to hide. So what? Well, maybe a judge or a congressperson or someone in power does have something to hide and is, uh, you know, very vulnerable to blackmail. Uh, Maybe there's things on the Internet that they don't want known that the government or whoever in the government is doing this can use to pressure them. That's one example. Or how about if, you know, they have a particular vendetta or consider a group an enemy politically, you know, and you're on that list, you know, things like that. It's 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 definitely a privacy issue. We were hopeful because it looked like and I think it was true that they were holding Ross's case pending another Fourth Amendment case called Carpenter versus U.S. And that was strictly a cell phone tracking case, which they ruled correctly, which was the government has to get a warrant to track us with our cell phones. Before that, they didn't get a warrant. They were just tracking us if they wanted to. Um, 
I mean, this is what the Fourth Amendment was written for, is for the government not to, you know, go after people without having to get a warrant and and establish what's called probable cause, which means a good reason, you know, not just anybody they feel like. So it was, uh, Carpenter was ruled favorably. We were very optimistic because we knew Ross's case was kind of, uh, you know, attached to it. But um, the ruling was very narrowly worded. So it was only that case, only cell phones. And so the Supreme Court kicked the can down the road as regards our Internet browsing privacy. And And they did not choose to, um, you know, address it. Were you prepared to receive that? Like, did you know you were going to receive some sort of news at that time? Or was it something that surprised you as to when they uh, had said their ruling? Well, we knew they would rule by the end of June because then then they go on hiatus for four months. So they wrap up all their cases and they hadn't uh, denied Ross's. So we were hopeful, although, frankly, I've learned not to to get too excited about things that look good because we've been shot down so many times by the courts Mm -hmm. that um, I try not to get on that roller coaster because it's so hard. Emotionally, But I still honestly when they, I saw they denied it, I couldn't believe it. I really realized I was kind of hoping, counting on that they wouldn't deny it. And what they would, would have done if they hadn't would be send it back to the Second Circuit. Of course, there's no guarantee the Second Circuit would have given Ross any relief, but at least we'd have a fighting chance. Um, so that's that case. Then there's the Sixth Amendment and, and the right to a jury trial, because as the petition, the Supreme Court petition uh, you know, points out very, very clearly and eloquently, um, Judge Forrest, the trial judge that sentenced Ross to double life plus 40 years without parole for all nonviolent charges, she used uh, uncharged, unproven allegations, never, never proven at trial or ruled on by a jury. Um, the most obvious one that's talked most about is mur- that he planned murders for hire. This was never a right. charge. He's not convicted of it. And then re- so that is another thing. You know, we we're supposed the reason the Sixth Amendment was written was to protect the accused from some judge who decides, well, I know better than a jury. We don't need a jury of our peers. Uh, we'll just I'll just decide it's true, whether I have proof or not, because I think so. This is against the Sixth Amendment protection that you have a jury trial. You have 12 people. And that, so it's not just one person deciding, and she did it anyway, and the appellate court allowed it. Um, then, um, yeah, so, but then recently, there was one actual charge. Um, it was never prosecuted. It was never brought to court, but there was an actual indictment in Maryland that had been sitting there for almost five years. Yeah, we wanted re- to ask you about yeah. that, actually. Yeah. It, I had a question. Is it was filed as a motion, right? So what exactly, I'd love for you to, to go a little bit deeper into exactly what happened there. Well, the grand jury indicted Ross um, when he was arrested in Maryland. They, in Maryland. There was also an indictment in New York, but it didn't, in their criminal complaint, they mentioned murder for hire, but once they formally indicted him, which is the actual formal thing that, you know, this is what we're charging you with, it wasn't there. They dropped it in New York. That okay. was way back in the beginning. But Maryland, who also indicted Ross and included that, just held on to it for almost five years. You know, it was like they didn't do anything with it. They didn't take it to trial. They didn't prove anything. They didn't prosecute it. They just sort of held on to it. And, of course, this poisoned, you know, Ross's reputation. It left him under a cloud of this 
this hovering accusation, and then um, they just recently dropped it, which I'm glad. But I absolutely. Mean, you know, but at the same time, it's like about time. Yeah, we're so, supposed to have a right to a speedy trial. That is not a speedy trial. Almost five years, five years of holding an indictment, just <laughs> sitting on it. Government yeah. moves a little slow. Um, well, that's ex- exceptionally slow. <laughs> yeah. That is not typical at all. Uh, yeah, that is awful. So, so since that is, uh, since they dropped those those charges and everything, is is that a, a positive outlook for? Uh, Ross's current situation or yeah. well it is positive for a few things uh, first of all we are and, and I really ask your listeners to please go to freeross.org Absolutely. and there's a big red banner that says sign the petition please sign the petition for clemency which basically would be please President Trump see that this sentence is wrong it's uh, it's cruel it's it's unnecessary it's all these bad things and please commute his sentence um and that could mean, you know, a certain time frame, but it could also mean time served. It could mean a lot of things, but it would mean some relief. There, I mean, it's hard to get a worse sentence. She even said at sentencing, I'm going to give you the harshest sentence I possibly can, which says to me that she would have wow. given him the death penalty if she could have. This wow. woman really, she was determined that he wouldn't leave that prison except as a corpse. Very so strange. in any case, um, it's good because I think it'd Absolutely. be harder and uh, a harder sell to President Trump to say, well, yeah, there's this indictment over here in Maryland, but, you mm-hmm. know, just ignore that. And if he did commute Russ's sentence and that indictment was there, he could walk out of one prison and right into another in Maryland. They could go, OK, now we're going to take you to trial for this. And by the way, they the, the, the when they dropped it, when they dismissed it, it was with prejudice, which means they can't bring it up again. It's done. It's dead. Okay. So that's very good. That's, that's good. good. That's what I was wondering because I read like words like file the motion and what does that mean? But this means you're right. It's expunged pretty much. Yes, it's done. Great. It's like they can't resurrect it. And um, so that's a good thing. There's also uh, there is one court option. It's not really a direct appeal. It's something called a habeas petition or 2255 that has to be filed a year from um, the time the Supreme Court denied his thing. So next June. And it's um, I think it'll be a lot better not to have an indictment hanging over him when he brings that to the court and saying, you know, I deserve a new trial for these reasons. Um, And also with the prison itself. I mean, I think I don't know how much it really influenced BOP that he had that because a life sentence. There's there are peaceful people where he is now that have life sentences and don't have that on their record. But it certainly doesn't look good. You know, because of especially because of that, um, well, that it's pending and then and also it has that um, thing about planning, planning murders, which, of you know, that that doesn't look good. No, so I, I think, you know, it's just and it, it's very vindicating. It was very big relief for Ross and us. And it's like, finally, OK, can we put this thing to rest now? Because I'm sorry, you know, people might believe it or not believe it or whatever they want to do. They can believe the journalists or whatever they want to do or the government. But the thing is. Don't you believe, don't you think innocent until proven guilty, proven being the key word? It was never proven. Yeah. It was never, mm-hmm. you know, we're supposed to have trials where you, you get to defend yourself. I mean, he was never able to defend himself about it because it was never charged. Wow. wow. And and, and uh, this has been going on, by the way, in the courts for decades, apparently. The judges will decide, oh, well, he the jury acquitted him, but I think he's guilty or it wasn't charged, but I think he's guilty. And they give these people sentences. 
you know, that this, the jury hasn't, it, it's unbelievable. This is nothing new. Unfortunately, it's absolutely nothing new. I've, I've heard many stories growing up, especially out here in LA and all that stuff, uh, with crooked, crooked, uh, decisions crooked crooked judges crooked cops i mean it, it happens far too often and it and that's you know i don't know if there's anything specifically crooked about this the judge that sentenced him but that was extremely harsh and seems extremely unnecessary yeah i mean i would the, the thing is with this violation of the sixth amendment you wouldn't even call it crooked they the judges do it all the time in full view of everyone wow and they and the supreme court let that one go by too and even Justice Scalia, before he died, he wrote, you know, this has gone on long enough. This is a violation. People need to have a jury. Nah, nobody, you know, they don't. They don't. And I'm kind of like, if you don't uphold the Constitution, what are you doing? You're the Supreme Court. That's your job. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah, if, so. if, if any of our listeners are upset with, with the whole system in general, this is where voting is extremely important. Unfortunately, too many people have been penalized already and and you know we're trying to do the best we can but you know from this point forward pay attention to your judges pay attention to your da's pay attention to that's right all, all those things and because we can vote them in and vote them out here in america so mm-hmm. and if you start there the trend just keeps on going up from there it goes to senators goes to congressmen goes to you know p- presidents so to speak. So. And, and Lynn, yeah. I, have, I have a question uh, about sure. the 2 2. I was actually going to ask you about the 2255 motion to retrial. Yep. So yep. is that, that, that is like, is that, I think I asked you, like, if the Supreme Court did not, because at the time you we had you on the show, you were appealing. This, this appeal mm-hmm. was going through, and you said this was the last chance, but it looks like this is like the last, last chance. Like, is there a stop after yes. this motion? If that if this no, gets denied, that's the, that is the it, it's the last chance for direct appeal where you go to the regular way. But then the twenty two fifty five is really more of a it's a petition. Got it. It's a it's so it's it's kind of the last hail mary, you know, uh, you know, and it's based on it, it could be based on several things: newly discovered evidence, ineffective assistance of counsel, and other things. It's saying, look, I deserve a new trial because. You know, either my lawyer didn't do things right or there's new evidence to be, you know, there, for instance, after trial, it was discovered and proven that, uh, first of all, evidence was tampered with. And also that um, some Dread Pirate Roberts, whoever that was Mm -hmm. at that time, logged into the Silk Road Forum. Ross was in solitary confinement. So, you know, to say that Ross is responsible for every DPR, everything, and here DPR is logging in when he's in solitary confinement, pretty much makes a case. And there's other other things that do the same, but that someone else, you know, or someone, you know, so it's it brings up reasonable doubt. No, I had read. And, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. no, that's okay. I was gonna say I had read somewhere that there was another person connected to this case that was extradited out of the UK. Ireland from Ireland yeah. okay so there yeah. is somebody else that 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 is involved with that how is that he ran, I think he was a for Gary Davis yeah mm-hmm. he is a forum moderator he was a forum mo- forum moderator on Silk Road and true to their nature the Southern District of New York who by the way and Ross has met many people in prison this happened they will go around the world nabbing non-Americans who've never set foot in this country and drag them back to the Southern District and throw them in prison. 
Now, I'm kind of like, really? They're not American. They've never been here. And somehow the Southern District of New York thinks it's their job to go grab these people. It's outrageous, really. And so Gary Davis, well, in his case, he's being extradited, unfortunately, from Ireland. Mm -hmm. And he'll he may be here by now. Um, He was actually working for Bitcoin.com for a while, doing some stuff remotely, I guess. And my impression of Gary is that he's a really good guy and a very freedom loving person and not a threat to anyone and a decent human being. And I think Roger Veer was on talking about him, you know, because he knows him from working with him. And he is facing, you know, he could potentially be in prison for life. I mean, because, of course, our country now is giving out life sentences. Life sentences have quintupled since the 80s and the drug war, quintupled this country. So there's something like 17,000 nonviolent people, mostly drug offenders, who are serving life. Life. And um, there's a friend of Ross in, in this where he is now. He's serving life for marijuana. He's done 13 years. Wow. Met life for marijuana, and he's in, in the prisons in Colorado. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I knew I knew that Ross was in Colorado. Oh, you man. Yep. Wow. Wow. I this mean, is our criminal justice system. This is their, their evil machine that is taking people. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's human trafficking. But they take, you know, they, they fill the prisons with these people that do not need to. I mean, look, life for marijuana? Give me a break. And, it, and there's all this money made and all these subsidiary industries feeding off of it and all these jobs and it's become a monster and that's why our country leads the world in um you know people in prison now depending on on how the whole thing with uh the gentleman from from ireland goes does does that in any way affect ross at all uh i don't think i don't i doubt it you know i don't i don't think so uh, I mean, I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know, though. Lynn, I, I actually I actually have a question. Uh, a fan actually once asked and wanted me to ask you is, how is mm-hmm. Ross portrayed internationally as aside from America? I was just... or do Yeah. You, or is, well, I have a, we yeah. have a lot of support internationally. Um, a lot. Um, in Europe, Western Europe, but even in Eastern Europe. Um, and, I mean, I went and spoke couple years ago in Prague and Poland and there was a lot of support that's but also what you know Germany and um lots in the UK and also Latin America Um, Australia a lot of support in Australia and Canada um not so much Africa and Asia but I mean a lot of um people are into Bitcoin for one thing but um but also they're aware of I get letters and it's really it's really brought me to the realization that we're the world is kind of dividing up, not by countries anymore. I mean, of course, we are in different countries, but it's kind of dividing up into people who want freedom and people who want to control people who want right. freedom. And then, you know, there's a middle ground where people are just, you know, I don't know, they're tuned out. But it seems like it's kind of falling into those camps because okay. as governments start squeezing and they are, they're encroaching. I mean, it's just kind of alarming to me. Um People are, you know, feeling it. Wow. That's my impression. That's great. All over the world, not just here, all over the world. Yes. And that, that's what I want to hear. I want to, you know, and, and I'd Definitely imagine that good. anyone that's in the Bitcoin kind of knows and um, the story. And I'm sure that, you know, it's very universal in this, this, you know, if you know what Bitcoin is, it's all over the place. We interviewed someone in Switzerland re- recently. Um, right. 
so I I think I'm not surprised that internationally it's you know he's he's supported and uh, that's really good to hear. I I actually wanted to ask you if you could share like where Ross is at just personally. Um, yeah. Um, and so I'd love to hear like where his head's at and you know I know sure. you see him very very frequently. Yeah. Let me just say but just one other note. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it, you can sign the petition. You don't have to be an American to sign the petition. Anyone can sign the petition. So if you're in another country, you can sign the petition. There's a drop down box for location and there's countries. Oh, just okay, so, great. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm gonna, yeah, it's on change.org, but you can also just go to freeross.org and click the banner. Yeah, but we'll de- it'll take you there. We'll definitely mm-hmm. have the link. I'll have it on the description. Oh, that'd be great. That'd yeah, be absolutely. Great. Yeah. But as far as Ross, you know, um, yeah, well, for, I relocated here to be near him because I, I firmly believe and have from the beginning that visits to him for him to have visits from people is, is, is key to his sanity, to his staying emotionally. OK, you know, this is tough. This is a really tough thing. And so I see him. And then when uh, maybe friends or family come, I don't you know, I don't. But, you know, we, I, I fill in the gaps for sure. And um he uh, is amazing. What can I say? Yeah. He's he he might have seen his Twitter. He's trying to, you know, I, he's very he's naturally very easygoing guy. He's very peaceful, mm-hmm. easygoing, laid back, and he um, hasn't lost that, which I'm really glad. Although he's a strong person too, but he's very self disciplined. He won't go down a road of feeling bitter or. Uh, anything like that. He's very much keeps his, you know, trying to keep a positive attitude, be a, he's starting to teach a math class. He, you know, works out, he goes outside whenever he can. He reads, he has friends, you know, he Mm -hmm. tries to stay constructive and, um, you know, and stay sane (laughs) and stay safe, which is another, you know, always a challenge. And um, yeah. And so he's, and we laugh and we talk and and it's intense sometimes and it's hard sometimes and it's, you know, upsetting and scary. You know, it's all it's a it's gamut, everything. but mm-hmm. there is definitely he's a I mean, I'm sure you guys would love him. He's very, very nice person. You know, he's very um, and I know I'm his mother, <laughs> but, <laughs> but anybody but, who meets yeah, Ross, absolutely. I mean, there's a hundred letters on our website from people who know Ross that begging the judge saying, please. You know, she could have given him 20 years, which is a long time. I mean, for a third guy who's 29, that's a yeah. long time. That's your whole, you know, best years of your life type of thing. Yeah. And that wasn't long enough for her. And they were begging her, please just give him the mandatory minimum. And she went way beyond that, yeah. way beyond. It's very vindictive. Yeah, I mean, his he's better than me in that uh, I saw a response to, I believe the judge is going to be retiring pretty soon. Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and uh, uh, he was very peaceful with that. I would not have held my tongue. <laughs> I'll say oh, that. he's better than I am, too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And sometimes when I'm not being as as uh, as generous as he is, he goes, nope, we're not going to go there. Do not. Nope. It's it's you know, it's the whole thing is a machine. And um, he just doesn't focus on having any harboring any resentment. And, and it's, I'm glad because that that'll eat you alive. You know, yeah. it, it's like he just consciously and intentionally and he meditates. And has a you know a spiritual outlook as well, and so he's just very, you know, he's trying to take um, have the best possible attitude he can, and that'll serve him well when I get him out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, he won't be because I think some people are just. I've talked to people who said I, I know someone who's just destroyed, you know, in prison, and a lot of the guys in there are you know they don't have anybody, 
Nobody visits, nobody calls, nobody writes. They're just forgotten and they're just warehoused. And it's, it's horrible. Um, there's a picture that Ross, I posted and Ross posted of him and fellow inmates, all nonviolent drug offenders serving life. It's a very powerful picture. Hmm. Wow. And, uh, and asking for, you know, hey, mercy. It's just like, look, we just want to go home. We don't want to hurt anybody. We, don't, we won't do it again. Just let us go home. These are life lifers serving nonviolent drug crimes wow. and shows, you know, what the drug war is doing. And, um, you know, so a lot of those guys, nobody's visiting them. Nobody's, you know, that's why I feel like it's so important. I was just going to say, I think you hit the nail on the the head because it's so important for you to be there actively seeing yeah, him, family it. friends i think that brings sanity to someone that's that's that, that, that you know that's locked up or has that experience so it, i mean i can't I, yeah. I actually think the things you do are great you're very you're very proactive you're always on top of things i mean you it's become bigger than ross i think you mentioned on our uh yeah. original episode it's not just ross for you it's bigger and you're doing a lot oh, of good things so I hope so. I'm not. Believe me, I'm not always on top of things. I know. Well, I'm glad you think so. That's good. I'm glad I it appears so. to be true. No, but, <laughs> but um, no, uh, it's challenging. But no, you know, the thing is, once you go, I, you know, I go in the prison all the time. Right. And they, they know me. And it's like I know right. you get to know the other families. You get to know the kids and you see what it's doing to families. And you see what these children, that's what gets me, is, you know, they'll leave and they're in tears, they're sobbing, they're clinging to their dad. And, you know, I've had a mom say, you know, look, they were getting straight A's before. Now they're, everything's falling apart. Um, It's rough. It's very rough. And these sentences are so long. You know, there's the life sentences and then there's these excessive, you know, decades and decades for these drug crimes. And it's like, really? You can't give somebody another chance? at a life and their kids at a father or, you know, it's, it's in this case, father, there's of course women's prisons as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Oh my God, it's, it's, it's very, very harmful. And 2.9 million children have an incarcerated parent in America. Oh, wow. And the statistically it shows that they are more likely to end up in prison too. And so then I'm like, well, that's convenient if you have a big money-making mass incarceration machine because you keep having an endless supply of inventory. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. This is Human trafficking. Yeah. Making money off human beings. Guys, get out so there and vote. That's all I can say. That's the best thing we yeah, can do right now. Yeah, vote and sign the petition. <laughs> yes. The petition uh, as well. you know, Please. The petition also isn't only for him because, I, you know, it is. Of course, it's for him specifically. Sure. but. It would be a really good um, statement against excessive sentencing because the petition focuses on the sentence. It because and he's like the best example I've ever seen of an unbelievable sentence. First time offender, nonviolent charges, uh, no, you know, no victims, no victims were named right. at trial, you know. And you know, I'm not saying it's all. Look, you know, Ross said he, he regrets it. You know, he creating Silk Road, he was like, you know, obviously he would, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm, he's not defend. I'm not defending it. He's not defending it. But at the same time, light double, I think he's learned. And the thing is, after 20 years, do you think he's going to come out and build another one? He will. Probably. He hasn't been on the Internet in five years. How is he getting the tweets out? Uh, through somebody else is doing it for him, not me, but somebody else where he can, um, you know, write, write them. Down. Oh, that's interesting. Call them. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I, yeah. I, I, Lynn, uh, we really appreciate coming back and catching us up. And, and I think I want to keep this going and have you back, you know, to always keep us up to date so we can support. Sure. Uh, and yes, this, the petition which we're talking about, which um, you could actually, as Lynn said, on freeross.org, on the top there's a red bar. It says, help us bring Ross home. Please click it. I'll bring it to petition. Uh, please sign it. And I also have everything in the description. Um, Lynn, do you have anything Thank else you. to share uh, social media-wise, your Twitter, uh, anything else? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, please follow me on Twitter and retweet me and other people that are helping. Uh, retweet the petition. Uh, share. Yeah, please share it. That's very crucial in your community. Facebook, Instagram, all the stuff, you know, all the social stuff, which I'm trying to keep up with. I don't always always do it, but um, I need help. Tough. Please li- like tough. our free Ross community page. That'd be great. Um, you know, just give us support on social media because that, of course, is a very powerful tool to spread the word about Absol- the petition. Yeah. And any big, big tweeters that, you know, that have a lot of followers that might be willing Ask them to, you know, tag them, you know, maybe they'll retweet it to their followers, you know, Absolutely. my goal is half a million, which is very lofty. But you know what we've gotten to God, I haven't checked it uh, in the past few hours, but we were honing in on 54,000 and it's it's only been That's it hasn't great. even been a month. So, you know, I think it's doable. We just need to keep putting it out there. Yeah, and we're we'll be sure with the episode. Uh, as you can see, we're we've shared we're shared everything so that you guys could yeah, get here great. easily. And Lynn, we always appreciate coming on and you know hearing it from you. This everything, so it's not just hearing what we see in the news. You're telling us from your experience, and we appreciate it. And yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, and and we thank you again, and we thank will you talk to so you much. soon. Thank and, you. Uh, great. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate you having me. No problem. Take care, Lynn. Thank you. Okay, you too. Okay, bye. bye.